0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber
1: and Cordell Stewart.
2: We are pleased to be joined by one of the best defensive players in the history of football, Hall of Famer Carl Eller, the former Vikings defensive end, part of the NFL Legends community. Carl, thanks for taking the time to join us. We have the pleasure of spotlighting the great work being done by the Legends community every week. What have you taken away from this experience?
0: Well, this experience has been great for me. It's just fantastic. You know, it's a chance for me to connect with the uh, former players in a variety of situations. And, uh, you know, it's really a heartfelt, sincere connection. You know, they relate, I relate. And uh, to me, it was like just uh, just wonderful because it was just a greeting. It was like family. And so it, it's really a great, uh, great undertaking.
1: When speaking of the... Uh, the Legends community, uh, look at the community that's taking place throughout the National Football League, Carl, and you see these guys in unison uh, from a unity standpoint taking a stance. The game today in comparison to how it was, give me the connection, uh, when you see these guys being this close to the hips, especially when it comes down to the money they're making nowadays, which easily it's a time to be an individual and not be consuming nothing else. But now they're looking like for a cause, starting with Colin Kaepernick until now, uh, they're joined at the hip in a way that let's just say we may have not seen in a very, very long time. Maybe back in the time in which the strike was taking place to, to try to create some opportunities for some players.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to the days of the strike. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, most players supported that. We had a few players cross the line. But, you know, the, the thing is, is like with the players, is is that they're always mistaken for being, uh, I don't want to use the phrase just a player, but they're, they're like almost... A, inhuman or non-human, that they're supposed to be automatic and just respond to things. These guys are very deeply emotional. They're very deeply concerned. They're very deeply connected and, and, and attached, not just to themselves, but to what's going on around the country, their teams, their families, and their communities. So, yes, they are affected, and, and, and they respond according to their own personal you know, uh, uh, contact with it.
2: Carl, as someone who served in the Army National Guard, what's your view of what we've seen at stadiums around the NFL with everything from signs of unity to protests?
0: Well, let me just explain to you, and it's ironic, too, because that originally started with me. I mean, it's it's crazy to where it is right now, and just to give you a little background, you know, I was in the National Guard. This was on the uh, Vietnam area, like the late 60s, early 70s. I served my term as a reserve member as as an uh, option to go into active service, which would have interrupted my playing days, which I didn't want to do and couldn't afford to do that. So the option for me was to be in the National Guard and uh, for those of you familiar, you know, it's like weekend, uh, you know, training and stuff like that, which directly conflicts with the game. So while I was uh, in the in the guard, Bud Grant, the coach being the disciplinarian he is, uh, he says, hey, I want to straighten up what's going on on the sidelines and calls me up and says, Carl, show these guys how to stand at attention, you know. And, and I went through the routine, and that's how it originated. That's how the whole thing started. And what the way it caught on was because we were looking disciplined and polished and you know and, and well formed and uniformed and all those and 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 the other teams on the other side were just totally dis discombobulated I guess and so uh, the 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 difference between the two was very obvious and of course that that it, then it became kind of a league rule or. Something, but it's certainly a, a a standard for standing at attention on the sideline. But it all started with me. That's what's so crazy about the whole thing.
1: You know, we always have a pioneer in in some regard when it comes down to uh, taking a stance for something, and we appreciate you for that for sure. Uh, because trust me, while may, many may not talk about it, and you bringing it to the forefront. Uh, I just want to say myself as a former player, we appreciate it. But at the same time, when you think of your Minnesota Vikings and what we've seen them do defensively, uh, they were called the purple people leaders at one point in time. And when you look at this defense now when watching it and having a chance to, and even the team overall, just watching them, how proud of you of this football team right now where you see them being able to, Uh, to go out and play some really good football, even without Adrian Peterson right now, but with the young kid Dalvin Cook and defensively being able to play some of that tough defense uh, that maybe uh, the Purple People leaders back in the day were able to do.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of these guys and, and, and I'm proud of the Vikings because, you know, these guys have carried their tradition. You know, when I walk in the locker room, Griffin, those guys, uh, you know, they, they, they welcome me that, that history is still there, you know, uh, but these guys, they don't feel overshadowed by it. You know, it's like something they feel, Well, Hey, there's a great tradition, you know, it's something they got to live up to is something that they identify with. and uh, you know, they are great personalities on, on both sides, you know, with the defense, of course, they they got their standards, but they also have it on, on offense and they've had some great plays like uh, this Diggs and this Teagan. And then now this Kinnan comes in and plays a hell of a game like last week. So, you know, there's always excitement on the field when when, when the Vikings are playing.
2: The Hall of Famer Carl Eller is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Cordell mentioned the Purple People Eaters, iconic defense, Hall of Famers like yourself and Alan Page. Carl, what do you make of the current NFL? So many rule changes to promote offense.
0: Well, it is. Uh, you know, uh, I I would have a hard time. I keep trying to imagine how it would play. One is these guys on the offensive line to continue to get bigger. Uh, the defensive ends are relatively the same. The defensive linemen haven't changed a lot, but they're bigger as well. It's just you 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 got to use the speed, and I'm. I watch these guys, you know, that they do that in the round, in rush, and they're fast and they're successful. But it's quite a challenge with all the rule changes.
1: Well, let's just be realistic and transparent. If if you were in the trenches and the time in which you played and how you guys like to get after the quarterback, you guys would be feast of famine on the quarterbacks nowadays. There's no more fullbacks in the Knicks Uh, The the tight ends are are now hybrid tight ends. They're not the big guys that become somewhat of an offensive lineman. You guys would have a tremendous amount of fun, and maybe the sack numbers would probably be even higher, higher for the Purple People leaders back in that time, considering you guys were already going after the ball well, but now you have a chance to really get after the quarterbacks.
0: Well, you make a good point there because you always, you know, they had that little set back there, you know, the the two and the three back. So he would always pick up if you got around that uh, tackle there. So that's that's something that I really hadn't thought of. Yeah, it would probably be, be a heyday for us, you know, going around like, guy. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I should have thought of that.
2: Carl, so many legendary stories connected to your team and you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. So tell me if this one is true. I got it from Newsweek, so maybe it's fake news. Pre-game meal, (laughs) typically steak and eggs. One week, according to the story, you wanted pancakes. Can you pick up the rest of the story? Because apparently you were able to display your displeasure in a way your head coach actually enjoyed
0: Well, I I don't know if he enjoyed it at the time, but, yeah, it was a standard. You know, most teams had just the same meal, but certainly we did. You know, it was like a steak and potato, you know, maybe dried toast or something. For some reason, I I, I had the idea I wanted to have something different, so I ordered pancakes. And the waiter, you know, he headed back to the kitchen, I think, to put my special order in. And the other orders came out. Everybody was eating the same thing. And I sat at the table, you know, just kind of waiting for my order. And I think Bud Grant finally noticed that and I you know, and I saw the waiter going back and forth to the kitchen, so finally I asked him, I says, Hey, what happened to my pancakes? And he goes well uh, the coach says, uh, you know you know everybody gets the same thing. We're not ordered pancakes. Well, they just kind of set me off, and I jumped up and kicked the tray of dishes off of the off of the tray, and they all went flying in the air and and then I stormed out of the room, you know, so yeah that's that there's that that is the true story for the the pancake story." Uh, but, you know, I, I just got married here, uh, you know, uh, not long ago, and we had a celebration. Bud was there, and uh, he comes to the cel- celebration, he and his and his wife, uh, Pat, and there uh, he gets the microphone and he tells the story, and he says, Carl, here's your pancakes. Thirty-something years later, he delivers my pancakes, <laughs>
2: Well, according to Newsweek, when you left the room, Coach looked around and said, well, it looks like Carl is ready to play.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess I was, yeah. I had a little, uh, you know, you get excited sometimes. You can't hold it in, you know.
2: Mr. Eller, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us on the NFL on
0: TuneIn. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys.